Hello and welcome to the Good Comics Podcast. I'm Rosie. And I'm Sam. And on this episode, we speak to Mohar Kaura in New York City about his new book, Novelty, that will be out with us next month, and all things good. Enjoy! Good Comics Podcast. Hey, Mohar, how's it going? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Good. We are yeah, good. good. So good. we are we are talking transcontinental at the moment. So it must be yeah. sort of mid mid afternoon for you, right? Yep. Yeah. Three thirty. Yep. And I am pretty much in my pajamas. <laughs> we are ready to retire for the evening, and you are only a part way through your day. <laughs> I feel like we have this conversation every time we speak to you because it's just so mind blowing that you can speak to people on the other side of the world. It is quite amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, thanks for joining us for our Absolutely. Uh, Thank Good you. Comics podcast. So we're really, really excited because the time is coming close for the release of Novelty. Um, mm-hmm. You've been working really hard. So <laughs> how, uh, so you've pretty, we've pretty much sort of wrapped up most of the artwork now. So how yeah. does it feel? Does it feel good that it's, it's done or do you feel kind of a bit sad that it's over? Kind of, kind of a mix of both like it feels great to have like the finished product to be able to look at it and to be able to see wow yeah you know i i did that i pulled everything together i because like this, this is my first time working on something this long and also working at the pace mm-hmm. that i've worked at with this one yeah. like with yeah. previous comics i would do maybe like a page a week at most like that was the most i could really kind of get done but like with novelty i was able to kind of pick things up to about three pages a week which i mm-hmm. previously didn't think i'd be able to do and so, yeah. like, just to see the culmination of that is great. But at the same time, now I need to figure out what's next. <laughs> <laughs> That's so always the problem. Always, always <laughs> yeah. the, as soon as you finish something, you're like, oh, oh, yeah, no, I have to carry on, carry <laughs> yeah. on doing this. Yeah, because, like, there's something nice, you know, like, when you have an idea and then once you have everything scripted out, then it's just a matter of drawing it. And there's, like, a, a plan you're sticking to and there's a direction to how your next couple, couple weeks are going to go one way or another. And now things are a little bit more in limbo until the next plan is set, I guess. Sure. Yeah. It's it's exciting, though, I think, to have that, that yeah. gap of time. It's the the whole... I, I usually feel somewhat terrified and also excited. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you came to us with this when it was in progress. So how long have you actually yes. been... How long has Novelty been on your your drawing board as it were so i started i started um kind of pulling ideas together and working on the script in about i guess july of last year and i finished up the script or like well really a series of storyboards i guess or thumbnails um in by the end of that month and then like through august i was just sending it to friends and whatnot to get feedback and whatnot and tweak things and then starting in september i started working on um, and then from September to about December, I was doing about a page a week. Um, and then starting January, I started really picking up the pace, doing like three pages a week. And so really like from January to now, I would say uh, the bulk of the page, like probably two thirds of the pages got yeah, done. I think that's around the time that we were first sort of started developing yeah. with you at, at the start of the year, wasn't it? So yeah, it's like, it's really interesting to see, you know, we, um, we in the past have mostly worked on books that are kind of um, near the end of their process. And one thing right. we're wanting to do going forward and do more of is developing books. So I think it was really exciting to 
to be able to have that kind of input with you like I know we did a lot of editing and, and mm. we still got uh, some last tweaks and things to do but it's it's really exciting to see people like mid-process I think yeah definitely. yeah absolutely and like I learned a lot I think it helped me out a lot as well because it kind of helped like up to this point you know for most of the stuff I've been working on I've been working more or less in a vacuum you know and make things but I never really know does this work until sure. like everything's finished and I've shown it to people you yeah. know so like to get I guess a bit more kind of in the process feedback and whatnot has helped out a lot as well yeah that's really good to hear so with um so you said you started sort of last summer and the, the sort of the conceptual stages of it where where did your idea for novelty come from was it brewing away for a while or did it kind of just come to you or how how did you end up writing novelty yeah so novelty was actually kind of different um than some of the other stuff i've worked on because most of the time like I'll, I'll have ideas, you know, that, like ideas that'll be like simmering in the back of my mind, but like the impetus for a work will come when like everything clicks together suddenly. And I'm like, oh, this is what a story can look like, you know, like with concerted efforts that I put out last last year and boxes that I worked on um, this year. Um, but novelty was really more of a product of like, there are certain moments that I thought were very powerful, like that I, similar to what I had experienced and ideas that I was thinking a lot about and it was a lot more kind of like, how can I bring those together into a cohesive story and kind of convey that feeling in, in I guess, a, a co coherent way. Sure. It's it's true. I know we're we're sort of going over ground that we've probably gone over in our in our previous conversations, but it's mm. it's um I find it really interesting having discussed this book in process how there's snippets of your. You're, like I, I'm always really interested in the idea of um, comics as biography and autobiography and somewhere in between that gray area that you can use. Um, Rosie did a talk last year mm. um, about this idea of how the self used in comics is is used in so many different ways. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting way of looking at it. Cool. Yeah, so it's been taking away for a while then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, as you said, a lot of, like a lot of the things were, a lot of the moments in the story and a lot of the events were tied to events that I had experienced because like, I, I wouldn't say that like the main character, Alan, is exactly me, but like he's definitely thinking about like on a broader level, like the things that are concerning him or things that were concerning me at yeah. the time. Um, like. I was a lot of, I guess, the impetus for novelty was like me trying to figure out, you know, what does me being fulfilled look like? And is that sustainable? And is that good? You know, um, because part of me finds a lot of fulfillment by just kind of like detaching from the world and like appreciating, um, you know, beautiful moments and whatnot. Uh, but at the same time, there's also a lot of enjoyment that comes from like just living in the world and being in the moment and like, experiencing things with people and whatnot and like how do you i guess reconcile those two sure. yeah. um, so like most of the, like the story is fictitious but because i think a lot of the moments that are shown are imbued with value because of alan's character and because of what how he experiences those moments like there'll be things that happen that are similar to things that i experienced but i was just like oh that's funny you know and i'll sure. file that away for later but just like going mm -hmm. through all my notes, I'm like, oh, this is a thing that could be meaningful to Alan, you know, and like there was something that was meaningful to me and maybe I can convey both of those. 
you know, through this uh, scene. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's a really fantastic book. I think we haven't sort of actually talked much about the story, so we'll, we might put a little bit of a synopsis up with the with the podcast. Um, mm. But some of the the moments in it and the distinction between Alan's sort of two facades, it's really interesting and it's really engaging as well, the way you've drawn it. Um, Thanks. Yeah, it's really exciting. So you mentioned <laughs> concerted efforts and boxes. How long have you been creating comics for? So I've been, so I think I've always kind of made comics, but only recently kind of recognized that comics are something I want to do and comics are like a thing that I want to consciously be putting time towards. So like yeah. I've always been drawing since I was little, like I would draw little like comics in elementary school and whatnot, you know, just because like it was easy and it was an easy way to create a story, you know, when a lot of the other stories I saw would be like in film or TV, which I obviously couldn't do. Or I guess I could if I had a camera, but I didn't have a camera then. So, <laughs> uh, and so, like, only in around, at around ninth grade, I was like, oh, wait, I'm actually really into comics, and there's a lot of interesting stuff happening in comics. I read, like, Hysterious Pilot for the first time, which was, like, a really formative work for me, because that was the first one where I saw, oh, this is, um, this is a book that's using the medium in a very, very interesting way, more than what you would see in, like, the mainstream or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the summer of ninth grade i did like a summer program at the school of visual arts um doing like a high school kind of cartooning program and so like over the course of that like over three weeks they had you write and draw a 10-page comic as that was wow. the first kind of official comic i made um no, really cool. looking back yeah looking back it was kind of cringy um, but, you know, <laughs> i suppose that's to be expected um, and then like in senior year of high school like up to up till senior year, I didn't really do anything else. But then in senior year, I had like a free period um, in my schedule where I just had 40 minutes free. And so I'd use that time and I made uh, an 11 page comic just to kind of get back in the groove. And that kind of helped me figure out a process, I think, of, of what it looks like for me to make a comic and like what it would look like for me to schedule making a comic alongside everything else that, you know, everyone's doing. Um, mm -hmm. And then from there like starting with college so really like i guess like a year and a half ago i started concerted efforts and i think concerted efforts was probably like the first kind of serious piece i've done or, or long form or kind of polished piece that i put together and kind of actively tried to put out there one way or another that's really cool i i've seen some um some pictures of boxes so mm -hmm. when when did that actually come out was that this year so or? that's that was that came i guess came out as kind of a, a loose term but sure. um i i finished it in april and okay. i printed and put together some copies um in april like to have it in time for mocha fest mm. um just to show around there the thing is though like boxes was an experiment for me to kind of experiment with like i guess the physicality of the medium i wanted to sure. play with yeah. the paper craft have fold-ins and fold-outs and whatnot so it takes about an hour for me to put together each copy of boxes. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I've only made about 20 so far. And I'm still in the process of like putting those all together, printing out more stuff and putting that all together. So I guess put out is a loose term, but it's, sure, it's yeah, done yeah. one way or another. I, so. I, yeah, I guess I was, yeah, I, I know that I had seen pictures of it a few months hmm. ago and I wasn't sure how, how recently you've done it. But I, I think that's a really interesting thing because like I really love the idea of, um, comics as an object as well mm -hmm. and and 
so like you said it's got these kind of folded parts and and the way the page interacts with other pages it's it's really cool it's like right it's exactly the sort of thing i i kind of keep an eye out for i really like that sort of stuff yeah it's um, really really cool because it's actually on your website isn't it you can, i yeah. went on the other day and was looking at it you can pretty much view the, the entire thing I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I took really pictures great. of it, um, so hopefully people can get a sense of like what the physical thing feels like because it sure. wouldn't translate to digital, I no. guess, perfectly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So no, it's as best really as I could. Cool. Really cool. So many fold-out sections to it. It was yeah. It's one of those things I wish was easier to produce because it would yeah. just change the form of comics being able to use all these different smaller pieces and fold-out sections. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because, um, like, I know, I think Fantagraphics put out, like, a pop-up book recently called Zahak or something. And I think that okay. also was, like, hand put together. Really? Oh, wow. It was much more complicated than mine. Um, <laughs> so I don't know how they did that. Yeah, that That's sounds really amazing. Cool. You'd just have to sacrifice so much time, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah, but for the most part, it's the sort of thing that you don't see being made by by anything bigger than like self-publishers because it's just so right. you need you need that passion to to put it together like yeah. i guess you do sometimes these stuff and like you said the fancy graphics have put something like that out mm. but you it, it's the sort of objects that you don't often see right unless it's from, from someone putting in the hours like we have spent a lot of hours over the last couple of years folding and stapling and cutting yeah and that's um, just normal <laughs> yeah, yeah. folded comics right well, I, um, I ran the assembly a... line of putting it all together on the floor and yeah. stapling it all i ran a um, magazine with a friend of mine a few years ago mm -hmm. and we printed and hand collated these mag magazines and they were like it was such such a job it took like two days to, <laughs> and we like collating them by hand stapling them trimming them yes, uh, <laughs> so, i'm sure yeah you know your pain yeah, with, uh, yeah. Boxes. <laughs> Thanks. well we put together we did it with the previews of novelty as well but yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't quite as bad but yeah uh, mm -hmm. yeah so um i asked paddy if he had anything to ask you um, because he is currently mm. looking after his infant child. Um, All right, so yeah. I wanted to, to ask you, because um, you're based in New York, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so what is the comic scene like there, especially for small press? So it's it's actually really nice, because I'm, I'm in New York now, but like I spent a year in Atlanta um, okay. for my first year of college. And so that's I was in Atlanta when I started you know, making comics, more seriously, I, I was working on concerted efforts and whatnot. And Atlanta, a place like Atlanta is very tough because it's very spread out, you know, and there are a lot of cartoonists in the area, but it's hard to interact with everyone because it's a commute to get around. Sure. Um, but like in New York, everything's very close by. There's like three or four different art schools. You've got like Parsons, SVA, Pratt, um, which all have people who are producing comics. You have Mocha Fest and Cab, which happen, you know, every year. Um, which bring all sorts of small press creators. But beyond that, I think the thing that's been like most um, helpful is that there are a lot of bookshops that are very supportive of this, mm -hmm. um, of small press. And so they'll have readings, they'll have signings, they'll stock your stuff. And so like, I remember there was one week right before Cab, like a week or two before Cab, I think this is when um, 
the best American comics like anthology came out sure. and there were like three or four different events every evening of different book releases. And so like <laughs> I met probably in one week more cartoonists than I had like in all my years before that, you know, which was incredible. You know, yeah. and it's great because everyone's really supportive here. Like everyone understands that every, you know, we're all kind of starting. Everyone has to start somewhere, you mm. know? And so like, if you're, if you're polite, if you're nice, you know, you can usually get, at least some passing thoughts on like your work one way or another. And that sure. really goes a long way to figure out what's working, what isn't. And yeah. also just to like, to be able to talk with like people you've idolized is fantastic sure. uh, one way or another. Ah, oh, sounds amazing. Thanks, <laughs> <Mind> we <point>, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's interesting to talk about it because we, um, we are somewhat disconnected. Like London is kind of the big hub of, of comics in the UK. Sure. And because we're sort of a couple of hours away and we don't live right in it and we also don't have tons of spare time, it's it's hard to be part of, you know, part of that. And it, and it's an interesting thing to talk about because the social side of, of comics community is such a big part of, of it, is like being right. able to meet other people. And because for the most part, the people who are reading comics are quite often the people who are making comics. And so it's this thing right. where you... Yeah, it's um, it's interesting from your point of view, like saying going from Atlanta where you don't really have that opportunity to be in New York, where I guess it's like mm -hmm. a massive change. It's it's interesting <laughs> that that's part of it though is that the social side of it, as as it were, is is part of of making comics and and it, and getting that. Yeah, like yeah. sitting in front of a screen or a piece of paper for hours on end is kind of demoralizing if there aren't other people to talk to yeah. about yeah. it. Because, <laughs> yeah, because like I had spoken with some other creators um, in Atlanta, and you know they had a point that comics by nature, like making comics, generally isn't a very collaborative process. Yeah. So, like just to be able to have that interaction and whatnot, um, I think goes away a long way to kind of getting you out of like the bubble of your own headspace when you're creating yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> definitely you mentioned um with sort of the festival events that are happening in new york that you met some mm. of your idols so who who influences you is, is there comics creators or is there any other aspects of life that inspires you what's your your kind of what so, is your moves yeah you know and that's that's um totally fair i i think there's a lot of comics creators who I think on an intellectual level, I'm very interested in, like I'm very interested. I don't know. Maybe I'm like very close to comics now. So like, I'm aware of what goes into making comics that those are the things that kind of, uh, my eye is drawn to, you know? So like, I absolutely adore Will Eisner's line. Like yeah. Yeah. he has so much life in his line that I, you know, one day I hope I could potentially have, you know, <laughs> just with working at it. Um, but like, also there's a lot of people who are experimenting with the medium that like, I think are, are, are very interesting to me. Like I like Tommy Parrish's like experimentation, with, like representation of figures yeah. Um, yeah. a lot. Um, as I mentioned before as well, like Dave Mazzucchelli has been like a, a big influence on like building a page, you know, like him and Chris Ware. Um, and I, I recently found, you know, one artist who I, I like just because of how, how, um, creative and out of the box as comics are, but like I enjoy A.T. Pratt's work a lot as well. He does a lot of things with the foldouts. 
Um, and mm-hmm. I got to speak with him a little bit at, at Mocha Fest, which was awesome. Um, and so I, I think especially now, like I'm finding myself drawn more and more to people who are looking more at what comics can physically be as sure. well. Like, um, how do we get the juxtaposition in more than just like flat images on a page? Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, yeah, we we um, I think we meant uh, Rosie mentioned it in one of our one of her emails recently. But we were in Valencia and we saw a um, saw this really cool exhibition by uh, is it Paco Roca? Yeah, he's a um, Spanish cartoonist. And seeing seeing that, which is it was basically a a big room um with a comic that went all around the outside of it, and it oh so, wow. I verged off into different aspects of the story and like sort of different lineages, and then it ended with this um, kind of animated, hand-drawn thing. Like seeing something like that is yeah, no, exactly. exciting to see comics done in a slightly different way. It's actually something yeah. we've been talking about on and off for a couple of years, isn't it? But yeah, um, yeah, I think it's really exciting to see different different things being done with comics. Like it's not just about you know a a floppy 32 page yeah <laughs> you know a few pieces of paper stapled together yeah because like i know there was um i think there was an exhibition it was a while ago um but also in the uk um about i think hyper comics um, okay which are I, I think they're predominantly digital at the moment they're kind of like choose your own adventure kind of comics okay. um where there's a lot of reader agency in like how you read the work but there was like an exhibition i think uh which turned those into installate like site-specific installations with like comics along the walls of a museum and it was basically up to you how you read that and what order you read it and whatnot um and so and there were like physical like sculptural elements as well i think one of them was by dave mckean who i like as well so um (laughs) that's that's all really cool stuff one way or another yeah yeah definitely I think um, you mentioned uh, David Manzicelli a couple of times. I think his um, someone gave me a copy of the um, adaptation of is it City of Lights or City of Glass? Yeah, City of Glass. That's it. Um, yeah, years ago, and I think that was the first comic that I was like, oh wow, this is. <laughs> he was doing stuff in that that's. I don't know, just the way that panels broke down and turned into different... There's one page that mm-hmm. it's like a skyline turns into a fingerprint, turns into hanging out, and it just blew yeah. my mind. I absolutely <laughs> love his work. And and yeah. he's also one of those people that does does stuff with without using two loads of lines, without using, you know, over-rendering things. And I think that is something that sim- similarly in your work, you, you manage to to do stuff without over rendering and overusing line work. So that's one of the things I really, really, really like. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're big fans of your work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Can you um, tell us a little bit about your process of making comics? So do you draw digitally? Yeah, so I, I draw digitally because um, as much as I'd like to draw traditionally, I, I don't really have the resources to do it right now. And yeah. the tools afforded to me, like digitally, like copy and paste and resize right. and whatnot are so <laughs> useful. 
Like there are times where you draw like a great hand, but it's too small for the body. And rather than erasing it, I can just make it bigger now, you know? Yeah. Um, which also saves a lot of time. It also means I don't need to like separately ink. Like I'll, I'll have layers where like I'll sketch out something and then I'll go over it and then clean it up. And it makes the process a lot quicker one way or another. Um, and beyond that, I more or less start with um, storyboards, I guess. Like I'll make kind of thumbnails a sketchy version. I think I, I probably sent you yeah. guys like a copy of my thumbnails for novelty. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of the starting point, you know, for no, like, I, I don't really have a script um, because I don't know, most of the time I'm thinking very visually, um, like kind of going back to influences, a lot of what I think I'm interested in as well is like, if I can creating a sort of cinematic quality to my images, I think there's a lot of right. power to just like a single image that can like try and kind of knock you off your feet. I don't know that yeah. I can make those yet, but I, I definitely want to try. So, uh, so like having a sense of the layout and having a sense of what those images are is a lot more of what forms my stories than necessarily dialogue or like written kind of content, I guess. Yeah, sure. yeah that makes a lot of sense. I think it's a very visual act making comics anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so even if even I write and script, but it's still mostly led by then just going, huh, how do I want this to look? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I have to say I'm a little bit envious because each page that I draw, I do thumbnails and then I do rough sketches and I do refined sketches mm -hmm. and I do the inking and then I do the painting <laughs> and the whole process takes me weeks, months. Right. I think I, yeah. I might just need to buy a tablet. I, I have observed <laughs> the process and I find it stressful. <laughs> There's so much work going into Watch it. I like, space. I might just start drawing digitally. I like it to just... Way easier. I just... But it feels I just, nicer though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But you're right. You can't resize a hand. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, that I, I didn't want to interrupt, but Moha saying you could do that, I think that did finally sell me on on digital drawing. I was like, oh yeah, that time where you draw something really well, but then you've just drawn it in pencil, so you can't actually use it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we're going to go and yeah, evaluate so you've come our down, existence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that blows my mind is that you don't actually study art in any form, do you? You're mm. uh, an electrical engineering student at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I. I like to think I'm quite learned in many aspects, but not when it comes to things that that sound technical. So, <laughs> ha, so for for one, like, what is what is what 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 <laughs> like, what, what, what is electrical engineering and and just like a layman version because I'm obviously not that clever with this sort of stuff. And does it relate to what you do, or is it a completely separate thing? So. I guess, like, on, I guess, as macro a level as I could, you know, electrical <laughs> engineering is, um, it's more or less, you know, the, the process of building um, electrical products, electrical components, so, like, power systems for, you know, every device we use or, like, machinery or whatever. Also, okay. just, like, hardware and consumer de devices, you know. So, like, every, like, every physical aspect behind code, like, programming and whatnot um, mm -hmm. is backed up in like electrical engineering or computer engineering right um, oh, okay you know so like distilling everything down to like electrical signals being sent from one place to another and manipulate manipulating those analyzing those so on and so forth so it's um, 
Rosie, it's like when you do that thing at school with the battery and some crocodile clips and a, <laughs> and a light. That's what he does. That's okay. what he studies. I don't yeah, think basically. I could even do that anymore. <laughs> um, I, That's interesting. I, but what the, what Rosie was asking is probably a pertinent question: is that like, mm -hmm. does does what you do, and what you're studying, apply in any way to to the other stuff you do or is it do you see it as completely separate is it like different parts of your brain so i don't i don't want it to be separate um but the way things i think objectively they're separate but mm. for me i'm trying to like kind of combine them if i can because like the way you know electrical engineering and just engineering in general is taught you know it's very technical it's very much you know you need to get a baseline of physics and math and like mm -hmm. physical principles to understand how things work and that's the extent of what you do. You know, it's a lot of theory and it's a lot of just kind of practicing how to understand how things work, you know. Sure. And um, like there are people, there are people, I don't know, there are professors who like kind of say that, oh, you know, engineering is as creative as art because it's creative problem solving and whatnot. And there's something to that, but I don't think the processes are quite analogous. Sure. Um, but for me, I'm not really an engineer because I'm interested in like the theory or like particular like particularly passionate about math and science um i think i'm an engineer for the same reason i'm interested in art in general mm. i think for me i see a lot of products like technological products a lot of creations in the world around me and they elicit a response in me they affect me they make me feel things they also change the way i interact with my world how i perceive my world what it means for me to be experiencing the world now you know, right. and technology can do that. Like a comic can make you do that through an image on a page, but technology, like products can do that through physical, real, tangible objects that exist in the world. You know, like mm -hmm. the, as you said in the very beginning, like the fact that we can be calling right now transcontinentally, you know, is incredible. Like it, it sure. the fact that it's possible and we're like, oh yeah, it's a possibility for me to connect with people so far away is impacting our worldview and like our perception of how we comport ourselves, I think. And then yeah. that's, that's art. I think that that's or there's an artistic element to that. So like I'm very interested in creative technology. I'm really interested in like I want more to get involved in making like interactive installation or whatnot, you know, physical things that kind of make people marvel and like reevaluate how they're perceiving their world hmm. uh, one yeah. way or another. So I guess the application of electrical engineering that I want to do is very closely tied to my work in comics and art in general. Uh, but I don't know how objectively close the disciplines are one way or another. No, no, I, I think that's exactly, I, I, that's probably a more perfect answer than we could have, yeah. could have asked for. Like that, that is a, a really, um, really interesting way to perceive it. And I, I, because I guess neither of us are, minded uh have that kind of smart. mindset neither yeah, smart. smart neither of us are smart <laughs> um uh, it's interesting to hear that, but... your point of view on that, on that sort of thing yeah like it's it, it's really interesting you, you don't think or uh, maybe we think about it in more layman ways where we say oh shit i've spent way too much time on my phone i'm gonna go and put it down but you know oh that sort of thing yeah. but yeah what you're describing is is more widespread and 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 you're right it does it's different versions of the same thing in in, in eliciting some sort of response mm. or reaction or yeah that's really interesting right. i really yeah i find it fascinating to hear people speak 
really in depth and passionately about anything like whatever they're interested but the way you phrased that has made me think hmm engineering maybe I could yeah that sounds that sounds really interesting (laughs) do you think um, do do you think that the kind of uh the analytical approach you have to take to that kind of work transfers in any way to how you make comics the reason I ask is like I'm I'm very slapdash about the way that I make comics we've talked about it before on the podcast which is like I don't really like writing scripts I mm-hmm. I tend to just bulldoze in and I I just get a piece of paper and I draw the thing and if I don't like it I throw it in the bin <laughs> like it's not the best way to go right. about it but Rosie has the other end of that where she will plan and plan and plan like she said she, right. you know, she'll write four versions of the the written part and then you know draw it four times before it's finished do you think that the way that you know coming from something like engineering do you think you you have a do you work in the same kind of way do you approach it the way that you would approach your work or is it a different kind of release for you i think i think that hits on like something i've been thinking about a lot actually because i think that the processes are are, are very similar because i'm also very much a planner like hmm. i'll be like I'll have all of like the different thoughts and all that I want to like compile into the work but I'm always going to be thinking okay this is how they fit together this is what this means this is what this does for the character this is where it's all going to end and like the comic is finished when the storyboard is finished basically sure yeah. and I like that's more or less how I've done everything so far and I think it works for certain kind of stories but there are creators I like a lot who are much more spontaneous, you know, like they have, and that spontaneity, like when they kind of break away from narrative and there's a kind of more stream of consciousness, consciousness to their storytelling, like that's very affecting to me as well. Mm. I can't necessarily pinpoint why, because it was probably a bit more instinctive on their part, but it does affect me too. And I like to be able to tell stories that way as well. So like, you know, like the work of like Lolly Westvind or, you know, Patrick Kyle. That I, mm, I went yeah. to two talks of theirs, I think, and, and they okay. said that that's very much how they work. And I love their work. Like I read Grip uh, last fall and that was fantastic. Sure. Um, and there's an energy to that as well, you know, which may not always come through with like a more planned work. And mm. so that's something that I want to kind of push myself into more with future projects. Maybe not yeah. long-form projects, but at least with one or two other projects coming sure. in, in the future. Yeah. Um, something that Rosie's finished recently is this um, this comic about, um, I guess it's about rocks. It's, it's about very rocks. simplistically, but it's about <laughs> yeah. geology it's to a certain extent. Um, but uh-huh. she, the the process with that was came from a conversation we had with one of our friends, and we we're talking about this idea of drawing a panel a day, and you know, mm. not having a start and middle and end to work right. with and kind of having to yeah that was my experiment in not planning <laughs> i just uh-huh. started drawing on one piece of paper and painted on the same thing and had all the mm-hmm. pencils and inks and everything so yeah that's kind of it i feel similar i'd like to be able to do right. these kind of things but in my head i know i know my heart and soul <laughs> i am a planner so <laughs> In the same way, I would like to say that I will one day write a comic script, but uh-huh. like, for like minutes, I won't. Pad, I'm actually drawing some stuff, uh, some comics that Paddy has written at the moment, uh-huh. and that works great because I get oh, to okay. look at what he's said to write, he's what he's said to draw, and then I draw draw that, <laughs> and that's that's great. 
I, it means <laughs> I don't have to do the part that I'm, which is interesting, really, because that's how the division of labor in comics, right. you know, historically has worked. You know, there's a person who writes it and a person who draws it and a person who inks it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Paddy actually, so Paddy has a PhD and he is in comics and he part of his thesis he was talking about that uh, the economics and also talking about that idea of division of labor and the difference between uh -huh. indie comics and um and you know mainstream produced comics um but yeah there's is an interesting thing to explore that idea of doing things different ways but trying to get this a similar end product mm. yeah 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 because like kind of going back to the the whole collaboration point like i i think it'd be interesting to see like what a collaboration would look like you know on a comic mm -hmm. because like everything i've done i've only done by myself you know and so like at the very least just to push myself out of my own head you yeah. know, right. would be yeah. i think interesting to try out oh, so would that maybe be the next thing you might be up to uh, possibly like i don't know like maybe maybe for like a little a little project like maybe at most 10 pages or something um yeah. but i think right now actually i think the most important thing i want to try out because at, at this stage i want to be experimenting as much as i can like the last couple projects i've worked on have been me trying to experiment more stylistically you know like boxes with like the physicality of the thing of the medium i did like a short comic about a pizza delivery drive cyclist which was a very different style than what I use for other comics artistically. Yeah. Um, but I want to try writing something that isn't as, um, as firmly rooted in myself and my own mindset, I guess, mm -hmm. because most of my stories so far have been about things I've experienced or things I'm, ex I'm thinking about because that's what I know and that's what I can trust myself to accurately represent. You know, yeah. um, but that can only go so far. There's only so many stories I can like, at least for the time being, you know, pull out of myself, I think. And I think it's, it, it'd be good to push myself more into telling like a broader variety of stories and being able to create something just as compelling um, that doesn't have to be tied as much to um, my own experience. Right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But you're going to take a break first, right? You've been working really <laughs> yeah, hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Summer, summer is going to be my ideation, like just my brainstorming kind of period. And then things will probably start up more seriously, probably in the fall again. Nice. Um, so you, you've finished school for the year now? Or? Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> That's good. That sounds really good. So I think, yeah, it's um, the scope of comics is. is something that can ever be pushed in different directions right. so it's really exciting to hear that that more people are on board um and yeah no it's fantastic mm -hmm. exciting Thanks. it's great <sighs> yeah this yeah. is the sort of thing we we get off this conversation and we go and sit and go oh comics are actually pretty good aren't they yeah makes me <laughs> want to draw again <laughs> <laughs> after every half when you're like Ugh, comics <laughs> amazing um, so novelty will be out soon we're, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll come up with a firm date shortly because because uh, we haven't got that yet we've, yeah <laughs> good, good comics are fairly disorganized to an extent, because <laughs> I mean, 
Is we try. So far. <laughs> it's, it's it's been a bit of a an up and down. We with a new baby and uh, oh yeah, yeah. And things. Paddy's baby, us juggling childcare, and yeah, and we all work full time. So <laughs> but we, um, yeah, we've got some exciting plans for the rest of the year. We've got some stuff lined up. Novelty being the first thing, and it's one that we're really really excited about. Like I said, we we've both been. Well, all three of us have been sort of gushing about how great the book is turning out. Yeah. And, um, and I'm excited there. to see it in paper. Yeah. Can we say good? <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. Yeah, absolutely. About, Thanks. Uh, all of your thoughts and inner workings. We'll, um, yeah, we'll probably do some more some more promo in the run-up to the release of Novelty. Um, if yeah. you are interested in seeing a preview of Novelty, uh, check out the Good Comics website, goodcomics.co.uk. You can follow Moha on Instagram, but you're going to have to tell them what your Instagram is because I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I think it's I think it's just my name, like moha.calra. Um, okay. So, yeah. yeah. We'll put it in the show notes um, and we'll link to Moha's website as well and you can see some of his other great work. Um, yeah, that's it. Great. Uh, cool. Thanks, Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks. Good Comics Podcast.